Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Welcome to White Plains Baptist Church. My name is Gary, and I joyfully serve as senior pastor here at White Plains. If you're new to us, I want to say a special welcome to you. Thank you for being our guest. You are an answer to prayer. I've been praying for you and your family this week, praying that through this holiday season that God is using whatever is around you to point you to Him and to His love for you. And, and I'm so thankful that you've decided to join us this morning. As our guest, I hope that you find our church to be a warm and welcoming group of people. Kids, it's always good seeing you here at church. I hope you had some fun times with family and you got to spend some extra long time with cousins over the past week and ate a lot of turkey. Is that what happened? Good. Well, I'm excited too because you guys, in just under a month, you guys are going to help us lead worship on Christmas Eve morning. Uh, we're going to have the manger scene up here again, and you guys are going to live out uh, Luke for us. And we're so excited that practice is going to start this week, so hope you guys are ready for that. Kids, you guys are dismissed to go on to the lobby to take up, be taken up to Kids Church. Kids Church is for kids in kindergarten through fifth grade. And parents and grandparents, if, if you want to pick them up after church, we, we encourage that. Uh, you can pick them up in the lobby after our service is over. And as they're leaving, I want to say a big thank you to those who helped decorate this room uh, this past week. Thank you for turning this place into uh, a Christmas uh, wonderland. It's, uh, they did a great job, and I'm, I'm so excited. I'm ready for Christmas. And you may look around the room and see some music notes hanging on the walls or out in the lobby, and you wonder what might be going on with the music notes. Well, starting next week, we're going to begin our Christmas series, and we're going to be looking at the four songs in the Gospel of Luke, in 1 and 2. And, and so we're going to start with Mary's song next week, Zachariah's song, then the angel song, and then on Christmas Eve morning, we'll look at uh, Simeon's song. We'll also have a candlelight service on Christmas Eve at 6 p.m. And as we look forward to Christmas, uh, many of us will look for ways to do some kind of extra helping with others or giving, and it's just that time of the year. And so uh, we are going to be hosting our neighbors on December 5th, uh, from Browerwood Shores. We're going to have a lunch here with them, and we want to be able to provide them with just a small gift card to Dollar General um, with that lunch. And we're asking those who are able and who are willing uh, to help us with those uh, gift cards. Um, if you're able to join us uh, with that, feel free to drop off those gift cards to the church office Monday through Thursday this week, or you can just bring them next Sunday with you and drop them off at the welcome desk. And next Sunday also, we're going to be receiving uh, our Lottie Moon Christmas offering. If you don't know who Lottie Moon is, was, she was a Southern Baptist missionary to China. And she spent many years in the mission field, and she saw firsthand the world's greatest problem then. It's the world's greatest problem today, not just in China, but everywhere, and that's sin. And our living in lostness related to God. Each year at Christmas time, Southern Baptists join together and receive this special Christmas offering to support missionary efforts that impact and take uh, on this worldwide problem of sin and living in that lostness. And so that'll be again next uh, Sunday. And because Christmas season is a fun time as a family, we want to have some fun time together as a church family. And so like next week is Christmas Giving Sunday, then on December 10th, we're going to have Christmas Sweater Sunday. Now I'll just go ahead and tell you right now, the Pierce family is ready for Christmas Sweater Sunday. It, I'm just going to, you do what you want to, but we're going to come ready. 
um, for Christmas Sweater Sunday. We're also going to be feeding the basketball teams at the high school and the middle school team that uh, after, after service like we did for the middle school football team. And so that's also going to be a basketball type of Sunday. And feel free to join us with that. I, I, I want, we want to uh, be uh, eating with our guests and not just feed them only. So, so feel free to stick around for some really good hot dogs on the 10th. Then on the 17th, we're going to have a fully stocked hot bar. Uh, living morning, the hot chocolate bar is going to return, but it's going to return with some Christmas cookies and some eggnog. And then again, Christmas Eve service at 6 p.m. for the candlelight service. So we're doing all of this. We, we decorated this room. We're having such, such fun on Sundays in December to help lead us as we prepare for the coming of the Messiah this Christmas season. I can't wait to share this time with you in fun, in worship, and in the Word. And so this morning, we're, it's not Christmas yet. Maybe it is in your house, but we're still, we're still in Thanksgiving mode. And so this morning, we're going to spend four intentional moments in prayer to God this morning. We started this Thanksgiving weekend tr tradition last year, and I ask that you spend these moments in quiet prayer between you and God. I'm going to be giving you a topic for our prayer, and so as we look through that, it's in your bulletin as well, um, but as we uh, approach a topic, try to stay on that topic. Stay focused on that topic during those moments. You're going to be tempted to, to jump around and, and hit all four of them in the first one. Resist that temptation. Sit in quiet if the words don't come to mind. Read the Bible if you feel like you've expressed what you want to express in prayer. These quiet moments are going to only be about three minutes apiece. For some of us, that will feel like an eternity. Others, it will pass way too quickly. And if you've never done anything like this, it might feel a bit odd. Don't worry. I'm not going to ask you to pray out loud or share with anyone anything. These moments are between you and God this morning, devoting to praying to Him. And we're going to do that in four specific ways. We're going to adore God. We're going to ask Him for things we need him for. And we're going to thank God. And then finally, we're going to confess to God. There is much to be in prayer for. And as we pray, we'll have some prayer starters on the screen to help guide you again there in your bulletin. I'm going to close each of these prayer moments after a few minutes of quiet prayer. But before we begin our prayer time this morning together, let's, let's center our mind on the Bible. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5 will be in verses 12 through 28. Now, they're going to be on the screen behind me, but we're going to spend time in the Bible through our praying moments. And so if you want to go ahead and, and open up your Bible, it's good as you pray to God to have an open Bible next to you. We're going to be in 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 28. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. 
Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. These are Paul's final words in his first letter to the church of the Thessalonians. In these final words, we have some parting instructions and a short benediction. Paul ends this passage with these words. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. This is in verse 28. This morning we're going to focus our praying on verses 16 through 18 and verse 22. I want to join with Paul and say to you, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. As Christians pray, we have the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ with us. So let's look again at 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Rejoice always. These are two simple words that are very difficult to live out. Such a big statement. God's desire for you this season and in all times is joy. Rejoice always. Joy is more than a feeling. It's a steady state of being glad. Joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5. The object of our joy as a follower of Jesus is always on God. And in the Bible, it repeatedly expresses itself in praise to God. Now, many of us have spent some time with some people who may have tried to rob our joy this week. This time of the year often promotes joy, but leaves us without it. If you find yourself this morning without joy, I would encourage you to spend time in prayer seeking God to fill your joy, to refuel your joy. For those of us who are joyful, spend some time in prayer praising God this morning. And I want to give you some instruction on what we're about to do. Try not, in this first part of our praying moments, try not to start these prayers with thank you for. We're going to get to those parts of our prayer in just a moment, but this time we're going to be praising God for who he is, not for what he's done. So we're going to adore God, we're praising God, we're celebrating God. You can start saying something like, I praise you because, dot, 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 and then list some of those things that you love about God. When you rejoice in God, you adore him, you praise him, you celebrate him for who he is. Let's try to focus on that for the next few minutes. We're going to have some prayer prompts up on the screen, and it's good to search your Bible for reasons to praise God. We'll have a couple of praiseworthy passages on the screen as well. Feel free to look these up, or if you have some that come to mind, feel free to read those. But let's take a few moments in quiet prayer, praising God this morning.
God, you are faithful. You have proven to us time and time again in your word of your faithfulness. We can trust you because of your faithfulness. God, you are with us. We are getting ready to celebrate Christmas. The act of you coming to be with us. We praise you that you are still with us. God, you're powerful. You are the God who created not only us, not only this earth, but this whole universe. We don't even understand it all. We're still discovering parts of it. And you created it. You are powerful. We adore you this morning for your faithfulness, for you being with us, and for you being powerful. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The next verse in First Thessalonians is pray without ceasing. The church is a gathering of people who pray. We gather together and we pray. Now we don't only pray when we come together, we pray at all times. Paul encourages the church here to pray at all times without ceasing. That means not stopping. We should always pray. We ask of God things that are on our heart things that are in our thoughts. As we pray and we ask God, we recognize that He is the giver of all good gifts. We recognize that God has more power over a situation than we ever will. And so we come to God asking of Him, asking for Him to interact with us, to do something. We recognize that God is also interested in our lives in our situations, in the lives of those we're praying for. So let's take a few moments to ask of God this morning. If you would like to come forward and ask of God here up front, you're more than welcome to do that, but you can also do that right where you're sitting. Let's take a moment and ask of God this morning.
God, you hear us when we pray. And as a church, we've celebrated it with six who've been baptized this year, and there's more on the way. And as our minds are drawn to them, Lord, we ask that you would strengthen them spiritually as they approach their first Christmas post-baptism. Lord, would this be a special Christmas of knowing you more, knowing you deeply. Lord, because of your good work, we were, we've been able and had the privilege to feed hundreds of students at the high school and middle school, and most of them have heard the gospel. Again, as Christmas approaches, Lord, we ask that that gospel would take root in their lives, that, that you would be drawing them to you by using the words that, that we've shared with them, the memories of the meal that we gave them. Lord, you, you've been at work in that, and we pray that you would continue to be at work in those uh, students who we have uh, fed and shared the gospel with. Lord, as we think of our church family here, we, we recognize there's many needs, and you have heard these needs. And Lord, we just, we just ask that you be at work, healing where healing is needed giving restoration where there's been broken relationships, strengthening both physically and spiritually and mentally those who are weak. You are a God who hears us. You're a God who is interested in us. And we ask these things of you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Verse 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. These things we've been, we've been doing this morning, this is God's will for you. Praying and rejoicing and giving thanks. We are to rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and giving thanks in all circumstances. Did you pick up on that? Always, without ceasing. In all circumstances, our lives as followers of Jesus are in all ways devoted to God at all times. Following Jesus is not just a Sunday morning thing we do. We are to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks to God at all times. Many countries like ours have Thanksgiving types of holidays where there's a, a day or a time devoted to giving thanks for the Christian we are to live in a state of continual thanksgiving. No matter our circumstances, we are to give thanks. Why? The one who follows after Jesus knows that everything is under God's sovereign control. We know that our very life is a gift from God himself. No matter your situation, no matter your circumstance, give thanks to God. Let's take a few moments to thank God, no matter our circumstance this morning.
God, you are the giver of all good gifts. We thank you as a church for the new staff that you've given to us this year, for Cooper and for Lacey as they have stepped into roles of ministry here. Thank you for them. Thank you for their heart, for the students and for the kids that we have that you have given us. Thank you that you have equipped them and are equipping them for the ministry in front of them. God, this church has seen new, new life, new members and volunteers, and we thank you for all of those who have, have come to a saving knowledge of you, who've joined with this church and are serving in this church. Lord, we thank you for the babies that have been born this year. Would you continue to care for the little ones? Lord, we've finished a remod- we've remodeled our upstairs and, and we thank you for it. We thank you for the hard work that has went into it or for the ministry that is done in it. Even this morning, the ministry that is done in the remodeling. Lord, you are a giver of all good gifts and we thank you. Thank you for the way that you continue to work in our lives as a church and individually. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen to these words in verse 22. Abstain from every form of evil. For the ones of us who are following after Jesus, the command is clear. Don't do evil. Stay away from every form of evil. Now, this letter was written to a church, a gathering of Christians. Paul says to them, abstain from every form of evil. Paul's words to us in this church and in every church that's meeting this morning still speak. Don't do evil. Stay away from every form of it. Now, these are great words. This is a wonderful idea. This is something we should strive for. And with God's help over time, we do get better at it. But you and I know this is an impossibly difficult thing to stay away from. Evil. We are drawn to it. Our sinful nature longs for unrighteous things. The sin inside of us wages war and we often want to do the wrong things we do even after we come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. We have this reality of sin and evil even in the life of those who are following after Jesus. And then we have this command in God's word for the church for us to abstain from every form of evil. What are we to do? Listen to these words in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In our weakness, we have a beautiful truth right here in God's Word. If we confess our sin, God is faithful. He is just. And He will forgive us our sin. He will cleanse us from the unrighteousness that our sins bring out of us. This is for the one who is following after Jesus as much as it is for the one who is just discovering a saving knowledge of Jesus. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and He is just. So let's do that. Let's confess our sins 
quietly, silently to God. Take a few moments to do that. God, we have confessed sins to you. We have set with the ugliness in our lives. And maybe for the first time in a while, we've acknowledged that those things are evil and those are, things are sinful. We thank you for your faithfulness to forgive us our sins. Lord, that you are just that you don't hold those sins over us after we've come to a saving knowledge of you. We ask that you would cleanse us continually from our unrighteousness. Lord, you are good, you are faithful, you are just, you are able. And we thank you for working in our lives as we confess sin to you. Thank you for Jesus who paid the price for us to be forgiven of our sin. It's in his name we pray. Amen. So let me take a moment and speak to those of you who are not following after Jesus this morning. You are living life on your terms. You are following your desires and your plans. And if you were to die this afternoon you know that you would, not enjoy, you would not enjoy a life forever with God. If this is you, you're not alone in this room. There are others here just like you. And let me just say, thank you. Thank you for being here and spending half an hour with us praying to a God that you don't necessarily recognize. Let me say also that God loves you. And He is after you. He is after you because of his love for you. Now, you might have heard this most popular quoted verse in the Bible, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God is after you because he loves you. God loves you. God sent Jesus 
His only Son, so that if you would believe in Jesus, you would not live separated from God and goodness for a forever future, but you would have life complete, forever, in joy, starting now. And so in this last prayer moment that we had, you may have felt uncomfortable as we confessed to God all the awful and evil things that plague our lives. We quietly spoke to God unspeakable things. We did this because we recognize that God is the one that we primarily sin against as we sin. And we realize that Jesus' earthly cousin, John the Baptist, what he said is true. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. God's kingdom is at hand. Will you turn from following after your desires, your plans, your ways, and turn to God? Would you join us in recognizing God as creator and ruler of all things and all people? I would also extend an invitation to you over the next four weeks to join us as we celebrate the birth of Jesus this Christmas season. It will be a hopeful series of messages about God's love for you and him coming after you. I'll invite the worship team to come back up. And as they come, I want to point to some creative elements that we have created in this worship center for the Christmas season. You may have noticed the lights, the trees. They are all here to help point us and to prepare us to celebrate Jesus this Christmas season. Notice, Notice how these trees point up. How these lights point up to a point. They come together. We worship God, and these elements are meant to help us realize that. That our worship, our prayers go up to God. We worship God for the truth of his love for us. And that he's coming after us. He's coming after you, just like he came after us. We'll sing in a moment a song of invitation. If you want to take a moment and talk more about what it means to follow after Jesus, this time is for you. You can come forward and pray. You can come forward and speak to me. Will you follow Jesus today? Stand with me as we pray. God, we thank you for this time of prayer, this time in your word, this time of remembering your goodness. that we have adored you, we've praised you, we've celebrated you, we've asked you of things, we've thanked you for things, we've confessed to you the sin in our lives. Lord, would you continue to work in us this morning? Would you be at work in the heart and in the minds of those who aren't following you? Lord, would you use your word to speak to their mind and to their heart. Strengthen them to see that you are God, creator of all, and that you're after them because you love them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.